Welcome to the Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. Second Kings chapter 13, verse 14. It says, now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died, and Joash, the king of Israel, came down, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said unto the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. And Elisha said, Shoot. And the Bible said, and he shot. Amen. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek till you have consumed them. And I'm going to stop there and we'll read it on a little bit more. Father, we thank you for the word of God and we just ask you to bring this word into each and every life and every heart. We're grateful for every soul that is represented here. We pray for those that are ill and cannot come that are in the, the nursing homes and could not come, but we ask your blessings upon them. We give you thanks for your kindness and goodness to us. In thy name, amen. I want to preach a message this morning entitled, Never Underdo Overcoming. I want you to get that and just, just think about that for a minute. Never underdo overcoming. Think about it. All right. And so Elisha, who had succeeded Elijah, uh, he is now the prophet with the king of Syria and uh, the kingdom around them and connected to the king of Israel, but in the times of Syria. And he's working with the king and he's giving him words from God and he's leading him, giving him input. So it's funny, today people would, you know, they just fall out. You know, if a, a leader, a state leader or national leader has got ministers giving advice, you know, but you know what? They didn't have any problem with that back in the Old Testament. And those kings wanted to have godly men, you know, that were there to give instruction. But Elisha was human too, and he was fallen sick of the sickness that he was going to eventually die from. Uh, and not very long from this point, uh, but he's, he's doing well already. The king came down, and you can see the king's relationship with Elisha when he just weeps in front of Elisha in his sickness and says, Oh, my father, my father. And so we uh, can understand that Elisha is uh, older than what the king was, and he was a father figure uh, to him. You know what? Some people don't get a father. They don't get a good father. They don't get a father that has stayed around and, 
and, and has been a part of your life, but if you haven't gotten a father, won't you begin to ask God to put a father in your life? Begin to ask God to put a father in your life, a spiritual leader, a father, someone who will speak into your life. As a matter of fact, of course, we know that we have a heavenly father. And that heavenly father, he will never leave us. And he will never forsake us. And so when they came together, Elisha uh, is moved to give this instruction to take the bows and arrows. He took them, had the king open the window, uh, and he put his hand upon the bow, opened the window uh, eastward, and then Elisha with the king's hand and Elisha's hand on it together, they were able to pull it back and they, uh, he said, shoot, and they shot it and it went out the window. And then he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, the arrow of deliverance from Syria. Now this seems to be just a, just a pure earthly thing. You know, you've, you've got an arrow, you've got a bow, you've got a king, you've got a, uh, an elderly uh, man that is about to pass away. There's windows in the place, all of this. Don't, don't really see a whole lot of supernatural things just glaring at us. But now that the interpretation has come, now that they have obeyed, and Elisha is able to say, look, this is, the, this is God's deliverance from Syria. And you're going to be able to destroy them and even consume them. See, not everything God wants you to do in the natural has a natural uh, fruit from. Many things that God wants us to do in the natural, and we may not understand all of them. Goodness gracious, there's great things God's asked me to do this this way or that that way or this at that time. And I didn't know why, didn't know, didn't know why. Uh, that God said that, but I've learned to just follow the leading of the Lord. Just let God speak into your heart. If you're looking to God and saying, you know, or even up to heaven saying, hey, if there's somebody up there, talk to me. And then you have a thought that comes across your mind and says, hey, I'm here. And then we like, is that me? I don't know. Were you in the sky? You just talked out into the sky. Were you in the sky? No. There's so many natural things that have a, a kingdom purpose in it, that has a God purpose in it. Part of it is about faith and learning faith, and part of it's about obedience. There's so many things that God gives unto us, and He, he is able to give us a partnership in it if we will be able to discern the things that are beyond the natural. Okay, are you with me? Now, Let's go a little further. And so this represented deliverance from Syria until that Syria would be consumed uh, in the area of Aphek. And so then Elisha gives another instruction to the king. He says, take the arrows. And so evidently Elisha at this point has arrows in his hand. He said, take the arrows. And the king took them. And he said unto the king, Elisha says unto the king, smite upon the ground. And he took the arrows and he smote the ground, the Bible said, three times. He had the arrows and he hit the ground three times. 
Well, isn't that what he told him to do? It's to smite upon the ground? Yes. Isn't that very natural? Not at this moment. (laughs) At this moment, it's not a natural thing. At this moment, it is a discernment of God that is going to do something if you do this well. Okay? And so, so he's given the arrows, smite the ground. One, two, three. And it said that the prophet was wroth. He was wroth. And so he is burned up. <laughs> and so uh, he, he, he says that, let's see. That the man of God was wroth with him in verse 19. And thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then hadst thou smitten Assyria until you had consumed it. But now you're only going to win three victories. And so the failure of the king to discern that these arrows he was given was not just a natural thing but it was, a, it was a natural thing representing a supernatural intervention. That it was God's will for the children of Israel to thoroughly defeat their enemy and to be able to have the borders that God had given to, uh, you know, all the way back to Abraham's days. And so this was an important thing that he was doing, but he did not deserve or discern that it was important. And so the message is never underdo overcoming. Do not underdo overcoming. When it is, man, you got to shout, won't you just go ahead and shout two or three times. Amen? Uh, You you just got to run, hit your feet. And, And it happens every now and then around here. But man, you just might as well run if that run's going to hit your feet. If you got a testimony inside of you, if you could have been killed on the side of the road, but something maneuvered the car over to the side, oh boy, she was lucky. Did you hear that? Something got a hold and maneuvered, maneuvered her over to the side. Amen. Oh, that happens all the time. God is moving in the lives of His people. Cars don't maneuver by themselves into the, the breakdown lane. All right, not yet. Keep on, they're going to be. It won't be long. But we have to have the, the, the willingness to be watchful and the understanding that God, I'm going to say probably 90% of the time, God's got a bigger plan to deal with what you're going through than you do. Maybe 110% of the time. That God has a plan in that season. You know, I think sometimes God just sets the devil up. He just sets the devil up to try to come in in some season and discourage and, uh, you know, just tell you that nothing's going to happen and, and God is not with you and all of those things, that those thoughts that come through your mind that could be from you or they could be from God or they could be from the enemy. And, and you know those enemy thoughts when he says, you know what, God's forsaken you. That's an easy one, Right? For God said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you even unto the end of the age. And so we can quickly know that's not God. But many times, things that are from God are missed. Things that are from God, and we take it, well, man, 
That was a, that was a coincidence. Man, I was asking, I was confused about something, and I was just kind of talking to myself, and suddenly I got just a little voice in my mind. Boy, I tell you, that's, that's just neat, isn't it? That's God. That's God. Never underdo overcoming. When you get the opportunity to win the battle, win it overwhelmingly. When you get the opportunity to walk away from an addiction, don't walk. Run! Run! Run as far as you can get. But these are the people that brought me into it. You need to get away from them. Because they don't love you. Now when they're high, they tell you they love you. They love you and how many other people? Huh? It's not helping. People say, well, you'd be surprised about what happens through all this drug life in Winchester and Clark County. You'd be surprised about the drug epidemic. Honey, everybody knows it. Everyone knows. We all know it. Everybody thinks, man, we're in the drug world. Nobody knows who we are. We know. <laughs> I drive up the road and count meth addicts. Cross somebody and, and tell them a little joke and let them smile. You'd find a meth addict. Some things you got naturally step by step into trouble. But you need a supernatural way out. You followed after a friend, and they took you lower and lower and lower and lower. But you need a, mirac a miracle, a miraculous move of God and a voice of God to be able to overcome that. Did you know that the Greek word for drugs, and most people here know this because I say this from time to time, but it is the word pharmakeia in the Greek. The New Testament of the Bible was translated from Greek. And so pharmakeia... Is, is drugs. It's drug addiction. It's where we get our word pharmacy. Pharmakeia is also the word to define witchcraft. It is the exact same word. Drugs impacts people's life. Alcohol impacts people's lives through manipulation and pain and sorrow and hurt. People are hurting. I know they drink sometimes to just not hurt. I know that sometimes that they just do that other drug because they're in pain and they just don't want, they just don't want to be in pain for a while. But can I tell you today, brother and sister, that when God is on the move, God is not moving to just get you a little bit better. God is not moving just to get you over the hump. God is not moving just to have some, you know, just to ease your car over. He is watching over your life. He loves you. He knows you. He is there to provide for you. This woman is with her children. She's with her grandchildren because she called on the Lord. Oh Lord, help me, you know. And somehow, all of a sudden, she's she's off the road. And that boy's off the road. And she could have been vengeful. She could have all of those things. But she said, no, you get home safe, son. That may change that man's life. 
may absolutely change his life in a positive direction. When you get the opportunity to overcome in the kingdom of God, don't underdo it. Don't be bashful then. And people, they're, they're bashful in church. Man, I, I can't jump up and down and praise God. Well, boy, I tell you what, you get your films from, from, <laughs> from your school dances. <laughs> you know, anybody got you on your phone? You know, well, I can't dance like that in church. I tell you what, you get a hand of God and you just write, you might dance and dance and dance and dance. Da- David danced before the Lord. People made fun of him. And you know what they said? They made fun of David because he was the king. And he was excited because the Ark of the Covenant was coming back to the kingdom. It had been in a foreign land for quite a long time. And the Ark of the Covenant was coming back. The presence of God was coming back to Israel. And he spun and spun and spun and danced. And, and, all those, and his, uh, his wife there, she said, Oh, didn't the king of Israel make a fool of himself today? He said, darling, you think that made me fool? be a fool? You've not yet begun to see how a fool that I can be when I'm going to worship the Lord my God with all of my heart. Right? Don't mess with my worship. Don't, don't mess with my worship. Amen. Do not underdo overcoming when you've got the opportunity to get out of the darkness and out of the valley and out of the shadow of of death, then mercy, don't tiptoe, run. Run out of that valley. Run out of that valley. Amen? Do you think when Lazarus had been raised from the dead, you think that Jesus went over there and just leaned up on a rock and said, Lazarus, come forth. The Bible said that Jesus shouted with a loud voice. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And the stone was rolled away. And Lazarus got up out of that grave and walked right out of that tomb. Amen. Came up out of that place. Why? Because it was miracle working time. And when God is moving you from here to here, it's a good time to say, God, what about moving me from here to here? Hey, God, you're moving in my life right now. What if I run and not be weary instead of walk and not faint? Amen? God, I I want to overcome. I want to overdo overcoming. I want to live in a life of overcoming when I know that it's God that's moving. It's one thing to think, man, I need to pray. We all need to pray. But when God says pray, we need to pray. Right? Right? And, and we don't need to quote out of somebody's book in our prayer. We need to pray a heart prayer. Amen. People are fighting warfare. People are fighting in, in their homes. Uh, these young generations are angry. The elementary school kids, junior high kids, high school, they're angry. Did you know that Kentucky, you know it, leads the whole country? And grandparents raising grandchildren. It's because of the drug epidemic. And and these kids, these kids are angry. Little kids. Five, six-year-old kids. Four-year-old kids are angry. They're angry. 
How are you going to win that? You're not going to win that with God. I hope you can do something for me. You get your oil and you start anointing the, your doorpost. You get a time when they've gone to sleep and you really need the sleep, but you're going to take another 20 minutes talking to Jesus. Amen. And don't just pray for them. Declare for them. Declare for them. Amen. Don't just say, God, help them. God, bless them. No, you stand there and say, listen, that is my grandson. That is my granddaughter. And this anger that has come from the kingdom of darkness upon them, you're not going to stay on them easily. You're not going to stay on them in the long run because I'm going to wear you out. I'm going to seek the face of God. I'm going to see if the kingdom of God is still greater than the kingdom of darkness. And I promise you this, it is. It is. I promise you. I promise you this is better than rehab. This is better. Amen. Get to the root of it. Speak against that anger. Speak against that, that heart that is getting hard. And just tell them, no, 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 you will not. Hug their necks. And if they're moving and stretching, just hug them and pray on. Amen. Don't underdo overcoming. We are overcomers. He has made us more than conquerors. More than conquerors. What can be more than conquering? Occupying the enemy. How do you get more than conquering? You conquered, and now you got what they had. They're under your kingdom. When these nations took over them, they didn't kill all the soldiers. They need people to get taxes from. <laughs> all that revenue came into the conquering army. Amen? Are you with me? You're hearing me? Now, Elisha had the audacity to overdo overcoming. <laughs> the man died. They took his body and put it in a tomb beside of a rock hill and put him in a tomb, but they didn't have time to do much. The enemy was coming. There was, some, uh, there was some of the army near Elisha's uh, grave. And there was a band of enemy soldiers around. And one of the men that was with them had been mortally injured. And he died. And they didn't want to leave him just out in the open with the enemy around. And so they just threw him in Elisha's grave. They threw the man in Elisha's grave. You talk about overdoing, overcoming. When his dead body touched the bones of Elisha, that wounded, mortally wounded soldier came back to life. He came back to life. Now, don't underdo overcoming. So, wouldn't it be amazing? And these days, it's maybe the technology is here. But I was going to say, isn't it amazing that we can be preaching to people long after we're gone? 
Books can be written out of what we're preaching and teaching long after we're gone. All of those things. Now, I enjoy ministry. I want to stay around a while. But when you get an opportunity to arise, when you get an opportunity to come out of that darkness, you get an opportunity. Take it. Take it. Take it for you. Take it for mom, for dad, for grandmother, for grandfather. There's people praying for you. There's people crying over you. They're crying over you. They love you. They see the direction you're going. They're trying to help you. They're not trying to nag you. They're trying to help you. Amen. God wants to help you. And God gave them a, a tactic. Smite the ground with those arrows. Huh? Like you're chasing a little, little gray snake or something. And the prophet blows his lip. He raged. He, he wasn't mad. He was raging. He was wrath-filled. Did you not understand that what we are doing is a spiritual consequence? This is not just natural. This is supernatural. You want to, to beat them three times when if you had hit it five or six times, then you could have completely overcome it. Well, I went to church for six months and it didn't seem like anything was getting any better. Oh, a whole six months, have you? Okay, well, what if you give it another six months? What if you decide that what they're preaching on the street or what they are delivering on the street, I'm not talking about street preachers, I'm talking about drug dealers, the people that are selling you your dope, they do not love you. They hate you. They want your money. And when you're dead and gone, they're gonna pat, they'll take that same stuff and try to get somebody else to smoke what you've been smoking. They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna care. Now listen, I've been in the funerals with all these drug guys. I, I used to preach about all of them and then I, I got on them one time. I'd done funeral after funeral after funeral and they were drug funerals. And then finally, one time at the end of it, I said, hey, before we close, I got one question for you. They said, what's that? I said, who's next? You want to walk up here and look at this, look at this casket right here? Get in. Who's next? I said, how many, how many times have we, are we going to do this? Till somebody figures out that you don't have to die in your 20s or 30s or 40s. That God has given us an, an, a longer life. But you can take away from it by your choices. You take away from it by how you drive your car. So we have to be aware of that. But when it comes time to win the victory, why don't we win it? Amen? I mean, we've got an influence here and an influence uh, in uh, Lexington. We've got an influence in Mount Sterling. Why win the city when you can win a region? Huh? Well, but I like little churches. There's plenty of them. Go get what you want. Just about stuttered on that, but I'll say it again. <laughs> if you want a little church where everybody knows each other's names and everybody knows what's going on, it's warm, it's fuzzy, I understand that. 
I was raised in a little church. Got saved in a little church. Okay? However, I didn't just get saved to wait to go to heaven. I got saved to do the work of the kingdom. And the kingdom is saving souls. Saving lives. Caring about people. I'm a pastor all week. Doesn't mean I'm in the office every day. But I'm always pastor. And I love it. But I'm telling you, this is not the limit of God's blessing on Church of the Living God churches. And there's going to be other churches. And God is going to continue to move. I'm not in any hurry. I'm not trying to push it. I'm not at all. But I sent out in the last newsletter, you have a need. We're here. We're here. There's pastors here every day. And we've got several pastors. Why not use them? And so we work together. Mike goes and visits this place. Richard's in the office. I'm in the office more days now than I had been in a while. And I'm enjoying it. We're here to pastor you. You need a prayer partner? Come. Schedule a time. You need some advice, biblical advice? I'll be glad to give it to you. You just want to run by and get a quick anointing of oil and, and uh, head it on into the day. We'll do that. You know? Because it's, it's what we're here for. But we have an opportunity as a church. As now a church organization, and that wasn't intended to be in this message, but you know how that goes. Elisha, you think, man, he was one of the greatest people ever lived. His death was one of the greatest deaths ever of anybody with impact. And then they throw the body of this dude in there. And he touches the dead bones. Elisha had to be dead for a while, wasn't it, if he's already to bones? His, this didn't happen overnight. They threw him in there, and when his touches the dead bones of Elisha, the man, the soldier, came back to life. There's people that's got more power dead than people that's alive. <laughs> huh? More power dead than, than some that's alive. Never underdo overcoming. Stand with me. Thank you for listening to today's Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you'd like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.